You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Learning to outgrow emotional reactivity. In this episode, Eckhart talks about the importance of finding stillness. He says, we are never more ourselves than when we are still. Eckhart then answers questions about what we can expect during the stages of awakening. Eckhart says, as we become more conscious, we learn to respond rather than react to conflict. Eckhart explains, we may feel the emotion, but it doesn't take us over because ego diminishes as we step into the light of presence. So here we are in the present moment, and we start by becoming aware of the present moment. That may be a strange thing to say, how do you become aware of the present moment? First, you become aware of what, what is in the present moment. Sensory perception. Then do you become aware of yourself, become aware of the inner body, the aliveness that pervades the inner body, sense of aliveness. Every cell is alive, and there's a total sense of aliveness. And that's the entry point into becoming aware of yourself as awareness. Stillness, one could also say. Stillness is the space for everything. And that stillness or awareness or presence is who you are, essentially. So as you sit there, I assume you're sitting or maybe you're standing or lying, you become aware of whatever it is you're perceiving and you're also aware of yourself at the same time, not the historical self, not aware of yourself as, as a thought, not aware of yourself as an emotion, but aware of yourself as the presence, without which you wouldn't perceive anything, or think anything, or feel anything. So you're self-aware. And when you're self-aware, like now, you're present within, and without meaning, you're aware of the world around you, 
and you're aware of a deeper dimension of beingness or presence that is essentially who you are and who you are which is this beingness or presence is consciousness the light of consciousness and you are liberated from yourself from the historical self the personality the person the conditioned entity you are liberated from that not that it doesn't exist anymore but you're no longer trapped in it and that's the liberation we'll start with our first question on the journey to full awakening do we go through a period of isolation or withdrawal from others when times when we might feel the need to be alone in order to maintain a sense of presence? Are there general stages that many people pass through before being present is our baseline? Yes, good question. It is true that as you awaken or the awakening process begins and then intensifies uh, you may not always the case but this is the case for many people you may not be able to participate in uh, the usual ways in which people interact with each other in this world well perhaps you're able but you you don't enjoy it anymore. You don't enjoy many aspects of so-called normal human interaction. Uh, you become bored with human drama, which otherwise fascinates people when they can talk about others or the faults of others or what has happened to others or what they have done. You get bored with having to listen to com people complaining about other people, which fills a lot of human interaction, and you yourself are no longer inclined to complain about others or about life in general or any life situation. And all the, the search for excitement through various activities that intensify your feeling of aliveness temporarily, including taking certain drugs or alcohol or going to places that are extremely noisy, noise-filled nightclubs and so on, or the seeking of sensory pleasures, seeking for new experiences, whether they be sexual or emotional or otherwise, many of these things begin to be less interesting. And uh, there comes a time for many people where they find it even difficult to spend a lot of time with people that perhaps they've known for many years. They, were, they are friends or they're family members, but yet the desire to uh, remove yourself grows and there can a kind of conflict can arise within yourself you say well i don't enjoy participating in this these interactions anymore but on the other hand i don't want to say goodbye to my friends and or family members 
and yet you may not be able to help it. You have this, the, the desire to remove yourself may be quite strong. And indeed, it is helpful if, it's a, if you're able to do that, to spend a period of time when you interact less, much less than you used to, and you don't participate anymore in human drama. In fact, you, you don't like having to listen to human drama. You don't fuel it anymore by your own reactivity. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. So the desire for solitude can be there. And if there's an opportunity, if you're able to find some solitude that can strengthen your rootedness in presence, if you're able to spend periods of time alone or uh, going out into nature, you might perhaps even go to a retreat, some retreats, uh, that's all fine. And that is... One could call it an intermediate stage where you um, you feel that the world is becoming alien to you to some extent, the human-made world. So you feel that sense of not belonging to this human-made world anymore or not wanting to belong to this human-made world anymore. And uh, it's certainly true that you should remove yourself from very toxic human environments, whether it's the threat of physical violence or emotional violence, whatever, some environments are very toxic. But otherwise, you may find that um, after a while, as presence deepens, you, are, you then go on to the next stage where you're able to actually be with people in a state of complete acceptance or surrender, so you no longer have a desire for these people to behave differently. You're able to completely accept them for who they are. And this is especially, it's especially a wonderful and beneficial thing to do with family members, because family members, yes, of course, in some cases you may want to remove yourself completely from family members if there's violence or whatever it may be but in most cases there's a karmic link there and uh, if you're able to go back into visit your parents or siblings or adult children or whatever it may be and if you're able to no longer demand in any way internally or externally through words or thoughts 
that they should behave differently or be different. So this sense of exasperation or impatience or irritation with the limitations of other people, which is their, other people's conditioning, that falls away as you become more present. And then you can, no, you no longer feel alien to these people. You feel a sense of connectedness, deep connectedness, but not no longer on the level of mind, the deeper level. And you can be there in an ordinary human environment and remain in a state of presence without fueling the unconsciousness of others, but also without demanding that these humans should be more conscious than they are and feeling there's something wrong when they are not. And uh, I experienced that, just to give a personal example, for a number of years I had, as I was a, a young adult in my 20s, I loved my father, but I also had uh, resentment towards him. Uh, he had, a, of course, he had a huge ego, especially at that time. And uh, he had left me and my mother when I was 11 and disappeared. And uh, his ego was so strong that one could not ever question any viewpoint or opinion that he had because he was so identified with it. Anybody who questioned his viewpoints or opinions would immediately trigger enormous outburst of enormous anger. How dare you disagree with me was the underlying <laughs> thought. Of course, that's all ego. And so although I loved him, at the same time, I resented all these things in him. And when I went through the shift, through this shift in consciousness at 29, after that, I was able to be with him. And in fact, it's always in a state of lovely presence. As I was listening, he would, he would usually talk at you, not talk with you. And I could sit and listen and accept him totally for who he was. I know that I knew that's not who he essentially is, but that's the egoic overlay. And there was a, that's the complete acceptance of his the conditioning of his personality, complete acceptance. So there was no longer any discomfort. Although I must add. Uh, even at that point, it would not have been my choice to spend a very long period of time with him, not days and days and days, but when I visited, I could spend an afternoon, I could spend two or three days being there and listen, and then it was time to go back home. At that time, I was already living in another country. Uh, we were in different countries. So, to summarize, at first you feel alien as you begin to awaken. There's a sense of not belonging anymore, not wanting to participate, almost some kind of resentment, feeling you don't belong to this world anymore. There's a growing need to be in solitude. And then as presence grows, you're able to go back into the world uh, without 
uh, resenting it and without feeling that it should be different from the way it is. And so you are, you are then in the world, to use an old Christian term, you're in the world but not of it. You, are, you, can, you can be in it. Uh, it does not mean that you, uh, you still value highly periods of aloneness, of, of being just with yourself, and if you're able to have them, if your life situation allows you to have time alone, and you will enjoy that greatly, even in that second stage, when, when you can go back into the world uh, and surrender, uh, accept wherever humans are at in their present state, stage of development, of evolutionary development. And yet, yes, you may still love your uh, solitude, and uh, loneliness, what before might have been loneliness, before you began to awaken, becomes solitude. Now, what's the difference between loneliness and solitude? Loneliness means you're alone and not, not comfortable being alone. There's a sense of something being wrong, something vital is missing, so that's lonely. And in state of presence of complete acceptance, uh, the loneliness becomes transmuted or converted into solitude, and solitude is a love, something lovely. It's the same state, but internally you experience it very differently. Solitude is a very sweet and wonderful thing, and you can be in solitude only when you're in touch with the, the deeper, the transcendent dimension of who you are, the, the essence of who you are, the presence, the consciousness, when you, when you sense that in the background, so to speak, and sometimes perhaps even in the foreground, then that's being alone is a lovely thing, not probably not continuously, but you love periods of time when you're perhaps out in nature or you're alone in your room, and that's very enjoyable. It's, it, that is also that, yes, it is a sign. One of the, the many signs of awakening is that you enjoy being alone. And as you bring a more presence, you don't absolutely need to be alone. If there's little or no opportunity, then you're perfectly able to surrender to whatever situation you find yourself in. So how you respond to other people is a good indicator of where you're at. So when you, you see that you're no longer enjoy participating in any so-called normal human activities, then that's the beginning of the awakening process. And as it deepens, so first you may want to remove yourself from the world, become, you don't belong anymore, don't feel belong anymore. And then after a while, presence deepens and you are then you're back in the world, but in a different state of consciousness. So it's an interesting process. One more thing, when you accept other humans, let's say family members with whom you share a lot of past, when you accept other humans just the way they are without demanding that they should be more conscious uh, or trying to change them, 
or justifying your own existence when they criticize you. You need to demanding that your parents should understand you. All these things, after a while, drop away. What difference does it make to you whether your parents understand you or not? Whether they appreciate what you do or not? Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. When you are connected with the essence of who you are, whether somebody understands you or not, doesn't really make any difference. You enjoy it if they do. That's lovely. My father now, my mother, my father, whoever it may be, so you can now understands what the spiritual path that I'm on, and they appreciate it, and so on. That's fine. Or maybe the opposite is true. They don't. Maybe they say, are you still involved in all that nonsense, Eckhart Tolle, and all that nonsense? Are you still reading those books? Why don't you do something useful? So, <laughs> and uh, that's a good test um, for where you're at, your degree of or lack of or absence of reactivity towards other humans. That's a wonderful reflection that tells you how far you have progressed on your uh, journey of awakening. And that's, of course, why Ram Das said, if you think you're so enlightened, go and spend a week with your parents. Uh, so there's deep wisdom in that, because it's easy to say, okay, you, you sit alone and say, oh, I'm, I'm enlightened, I'm totally present. Isn't it wonderful? And then Thanksgiving comes or Christmas comes and you go to visit your parents with whom you share a lot of past and are you triggered into reactivity or are you able to come to that state of complete acceptance? And that, that tells you where you're at spiritually. It doesn't matter. You could have great visions of angels and fireworks, internal fireworks, and that's lovely. Perhaps it happens or it doesn't happen, but you're, the real test that tells you you to, to what extent your awakening is actually, in many cases, other people. So don't run away from people. You need them and they need you. And when you accept somebody totally, the likelihood that they will, they will change is much greater than when you do not accept them for the way they are. So after I was able to completely accept my father, certain changes happened in him. He did not become totally free of ego, but in certain areas of his life, the ego diminished considerably. In other areas, it remained. But I had some miraculous things that I saw in him that were not there before. And I believe they happened because this state of complete acceptance of another human being is something very powerful. There's, a, there's the power of presence behind it. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. 
between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. And of course, there's a, there's a whole school of psychotherapy based on this uh, premise that when you accept somebody, totally unconditional acceptance, Carl Rogers is the founder of this school of therapy. When you accept them totally for who they are, then change is much more likely than when you demand that they should be different from the way they are. So this is all very interesting. One can talk about it for a long time, but I think I've said enough for the time being. I hope this is a little bit helpful. Thank you. Hello, Eckhart. Uh, I want to say thank you because your teachings speak directly to me, and uh, I've been practicing them since uh, 2005. Right. Uh, and I've, I've definitely seen a lot of progress in my life because of your teachings. And uh, although I don't react to the world like I used to, neither on the uh, outer physical level or on the inner emotional level, um, the world is still able to get its hooks into me and cause me to react, especially emotionally uh, sometimes. So my question is this, can I expect to ever get to a place where I no longer react unconsciously to any outside stimuli? And is this even possible? Right. Well, that's an interesting question. Uh, you know the difference between when we use words uh, between react and respond. Uh, react, uh, react. I'll just explain it briefly for others. Um, react means something that, that uh, comes from the, your mental emotional conditioning. Your mental emotional conditioning, mind patterns force you to react to certain situations, people, events in a certain way. So there's no, you don't have a choice because you're not aware enough when you react, the reaction takes you over, you become it. Response is something different. Response arises out of awareness or presence, which means you do the right thing or you say the right thing in the moment. It's not conditioned by your past. It comes from a deeper, dimension within yourself and that's by the way is where what is conventionally or traditionally called wisdom which the world needs desperately as i'm sure everybody's aware the world desperately needs wisdom there's intelligence everywhere but it's not intelligence it's not enough the world needs and the wisdom comes from that deeper level so your question really is is it possible to become free of the conditioning so that you're no longer at the mercy of your conditioning, where the conditioning no longer operates at all. Yes, there are certain personal characteristics that may remain there, um, but these are not the characteristics that cause dysfunction or suffering. There may be minor things that remain that are part of your personality, but but the, re the reactivity that is... Uh, that is karmic and causes suffering to yourself and others, that eventually 
does go away, yes. You become free of this compulsive way of reacting to events, people, and so on. In the meantime, you don't, so you don't need to now project some future moment when you, I will become free, I, or, or I'm, when am I going to be free of all, you don't need to ask all these questions. You're already, to some extent, you have, you have a certain degree of freedom already when you can be aware while the reaction happens. There's still an awareness in the background, so you're no longer totally in the grip of the reaction. So you can still feel its power. You might even, it might even still force you to say something. So <laughs> there's a discussion and, and there's an emotion that builds up in you. And before you know it, you something comes out that is either aggressive or defensive of your ego. And because you, identi you have identified with a mental position, therefore you need to, you need to defend yourself that's the delusion because you've identified with the thought the thought there's a sense of self in the thought and and then you become aggressive or defensive uh, or withdraw whatever the reaction may be uh, but it's possible that just as you say those words in this in the background there's an awareness that this is what's happening so it's still happening but there's an awareness in the background that knows oh or it could be just a few seconds after you've said something suddenly oh there it was and that's 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 an enormous gain in consciousness already the time gap between becoming aware of a, a reaction and the reaction itself shortens so at first it could be a whole day or two before you wake up again and maybe a situation makes you angry or irritated or person you have a disagreement with somebody and only after a day or two, you suddenly the awareness comes in and you suddenly realize that all this time you have been in the grip of unconscious thought processes to do, even if that person wasn't there anymore, you were still in the grip of unconscious thought processes connected with this particular person or situation. And so a day or two later, you say, oh, and awareness comes back. And as you, as presence deepens or intensifies the time gap between this kind of reaction or reactivity and the incoming awareness, the time gap gets shorter, it, gets, it, it, it shortens. And so then you reach a point where you immediately after it's happened, immediately after the awareness is there, which means, of course, that the, 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 the length of time in which you're involved in that kind of personal drama or whatever it may be, is shorter too, so you're you're no longer fueling the 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 interaction, the, the drama, which is the normal thing how, how people interact, and then after the time it has become very short, then in the, almost simultaneously suddenly you become aware that as you react, the awareness is still there, and but yet the reaction is still there, and then the next thing is. <laughs> You reach a point where you can sense the reactivity in you, but there's so much presence of awareness that immediately it subsides because you have identified it for what it is. This is not to be confused with suppression. There's no suppression behind this. It's just the light of your presence shines on it. The light of awareness 
so that you can feel the emotion in you, and yet it does not take you over. It may, it may not even cause any thought. Or if it causes a thought, you're aware of the thought, but you're not in the thought. And then when, when you are able, when this happens, then you're almost, you're almost, you can say, uh, well, 75% free. <laughs> it's, it's still there, but it's no longer possessing you. You're no longer at its mercy anymore. And that's, there's freedom there already. And if you have certain reactive patterns that are very strong, perhaps going back to childhood or some aspect of your pain body may be there. And it could well be that some remnants of this remain until the end of the, your lifespan here, and it, but it no longer matters that much because, because the awareness, you're no longer at the mercy of these things. So uh, that's really how it works, and it's a lovely process. And you, you need all these things because if you were not challenged by your conditioning, then presence would not deepen. It's, it, it's only when you're challenged by the conditioning and by other people who trigger your conditioning that this presence deepens. So you actually can be grateful for all these things because this is how the universe and how humans evolve. They evolve through challenges. So it's, it's a wonderful process. It is. It really is. So I think I think you're right. I think I'm about 75 <laughs> percent. I have ways to go, which means uh, there's something to look forward to, and uh, you know, it gives me some hope. Yes. Well, in the meantime, enjoy the journey, and it's enjoy the the most important part of the journey, which is always this moment. How conscious you are is determined by how conscious you are in this moment. That's all there is. Yes. Thank you, Eckhart. I really appreciate everything. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. That was a great question. Thank, Thank you. you. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Eckhart Tolle, Essential Teachings, the podcast. You can follow these essential teachings on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't yet, go to Spotify and follow this podcast. Join us next week for more enlightened teachings from Eckhart Tolle. Thank you for listening. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.